Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Talk about podcasts. Welcome to the Center for Technological Innovation and Entrepreneurship podcast. My name is Pierre Jean, and today I will be your host. So in this episode, we're going to talk about um, tech, and we're gonna touch the angle of employer perspective. And for that, I'm delighted to have with us Alexandre Vash. And Alexandre Vash is the managing director at Mercedes-Benz IO in Portugal. So um, Alexandre. Let's tell us a little bit about you. Welcome here uh, for this podcast and tell us about yourself and also uh, about Mercedes-Benz IO. Okay, so first, thank you for, for the invitation to talk here. Uh, it's a pleasure to be talking with you, Pierre. Um, so, as you said, I'm, I'm now responsible for Mercedes-Benz IO in Portugal. Uh, quickly, I have 12 years of uh, management and IT consulting. So uh, I work at, uh, at uh, AMS, CGI, uh, Oracle, Boston Consulting Group. And before I joined Mercedes-Benz IO, I actually had a startup called Liquid. And uh, that's actually how I end up in, uh, in, uh, in the Mercedes world because I was trying to sell the company to actually to Daimler at the time. <laughs> And uh, I, I failed on that, but I actually, uh, they invited me to open the IB in Lisbon, and that's how I end up here. So you're an entrepreneur as well? Yeah, in the end, uh, besides Liquid, I also had a, a beer business before the, the beer fever started here in Portugal. So I was trying to import beers from all over the world. Um, so gave me a little bit of learning what is to create a company that is not digital and that has uh, you know physical products that go bad versus trying to create a company that is digital and uh, so that you can scale up much faster and uh, and without having the logistics and the bureaucratic process on the way so ah, yeah. okay excellent so and you've been with mercedes io for how long now So it started in uh, 2017 and it officially opened May uh, 2017, so three and a half years now. Okay. And for for our audience, mainly, there are uh, a lot of students and uh, and people also from the industry. Can you tell us a little bit what you guys are doing before we dive uh, into more questions? What is Mercedes-Benz IO doing here in in Lisbon currently? Sure. So uh, Mercedes-Benz IO, so if you think about it, so as you probably know, Mercedes is part of Daimler. So it's, uh, and Daimler is a, is a huge group that has 300,000 employees, has revenues the same of Google. So it's really, really big. So and the, the, it's divided in three big companies. It has cars and vans. You have trackers and buses and you have financial services. So cars and vans is what you call Mercedes-Benz, as you know it. So, and within Mercedes, we focus on all that is digital for marketing, sales, and after sale. So, if you go to a website of Mercedes, wherever country you are, um, you actually you see the digital part. So, and this part is like you're tr you're going to search for a car. You're going to know more information. So, this is our work. Or it's the beginning of our work. Then you're going to sell a car online or sell a service. This is also what we do. Or after you become our customer, actually, we need, you need services. You need support or you need to do upgrades. I need to go to the repair shop. So all those things that are digital, it's our work. What we have is a platform that has 40 plus products, all, all independent on one side, but all talking with each other, that, so you can give you the full experience and that we manage within a Mercedes-Benz IO. Uh, so think about it like a product could be something like booking a test drive. So, and you could wow. choose the car you want in the location you want. It could be searching for a new car or searching for a used car. It could, could be as simple as finding a dealer or, or you can go to the commerce part. Like another product could be buy a new car. 
or another product could be buy a used car or actually configure a car you know all those things are independent products and then what you have in the product is that you put it on the digital channels so it can be in the website it can be an app it could be in mercedes me and eventually and that's where we're going now these products could be embedded in the car right yeah i want a product as simple as a dealer locator that it seems simple in the end, it could, you can use it in multiple ways. You can put it within the car. You can connect it to the test drive. And then when you find the dealer, it already tells you what are the cars that are available for a test drive, for instance. So that's what we do. So what we do, we, we manage or we, we internalize all the digital knowledge in-house because everything was being done by consulting companies, outsourcers. And now we are transforming those digital platform into the future. Wow, interesting. So, and, 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 and tell us a little bit in terms of uh, in Portugal for all these activities that uh, you've been describing, which are mainly digital parts, okay, the, uh, uh, on that, this is your business, the digital part, is um, how many people uh, do you have currently in Portugal here, either in Lisbon or other location? Are you only located in, uh, in, in one location or you have more than one location in, in Portugal? No, right now we are just on, well, right now we're just only in Lisbon. Maybe it's not correct because everybody's at home, so people might be <laughs> <laughs> in multiple locations. But uh, so we, uh, our office is in Lisbon. Uh, we are one around, it's, it keeps growing, but around, well, I'm going to say 180. Mm -hmm. So 180 persons um, will keep growing for the next years for sure. And... Um, and we have uh, a lot of different types of, uh, of roles in the company. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it's when you talk about digital, you need to consider the full scope. So we have a lot of developers, of course. We have the front end, back end, mobile, uh, quality assurance uh, developers. We have uh, scrum masters. We have product owners, uh, support engineers. UX designers, um, all the functions that you need to make this company operate from uh, uh, HR, recruiting, uh, everything that you need. So there's uh, the full scope so so we can manage the products that we independently, you know, we can be, we can do everything by ourselves. That's that's kind of the goal. Okay. So I think it was, was an excellent introduction, actually. We understand your business, we understand your line of business, we understand where you are, how many people are currently uh, working in, in Portugal. And for, I mean, the next, the next question is, is a little bit, you gave me a hint, and uh, will be about recruiting, okay, or hiring. Uh, we heard different, you know, um, uh, comments or, you know, um, from, from different people, from different industries that saying it's getting more and more difficult to recruit and uh, because, you know, the, the resources are scarce. And uh, so what, what's your view on hiring and recruiting? Are you guys doing that? Do you have difficulties? And what kind of, uh, if, if it's the case, if you're actually hiring, what kind of people, uh, a professional uh, in qualities inside this potential hire would you be looking at? Okay, so, uh, so so if you think about our company, the most important thing is to is to is the people, right? It is not we are not selling products. We are selling, or we are actually uh, the, 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 if we have good people, the outcome will be good. So the, having the right people, it it was always critical from the beginning. So and it was so critical that from day one we decided that we were not going to use external agencies. It was for us, it's such a critical process for the company that we said, okay, we should have this function in-house. We should actually uh, do it ourselves. So, and then the second part is, how do you do it? And the, the way we decide to do it at the time from a positioning and communication perspective was, was to actually to try something new, something different. And that's why maybe some of you have heard uh, uh, we di did this uh, this interview 
crazy interview type of videos. We did the speed dating where you were being interviewed in the AMG being that is being that was drove by a professional pilot. So it was quite funny to see the reactions of people of real candidates while they were trying to answer questions and the car was going <laughs> crazy. We did um, a video for for Halloween. Well, it was uh, and we we shoot it at night, so people were not aware what was going on. So it was actually rather funny. We did it in a slide. So we always try to communicate in a quite different way, and because and uh, it's and, uh, not because we, we because we have a very a key asset that maybe not all the other companies have. That we have we are Mercedes. So and we are aware that is a quite powerful brand. So. And, uh, and, and we should use it, so we should use it in a creative way. So part of the communications of that we are hiring was done by using this type of uh, viral videos. Uh, of course, then there's another part of the recruiting that is being done by going to, by organizing meetups, by going to the, to the biggest events and participating in there. So, but all in all, what, what we do know is that uh, we always got a lot of CVs and uh, we uh, so in sourcing the cvs people actually sending a CV, their cvs here was never an issue from from from, from our side and probably because of the brand and what we're doing of course uh, so what we needed to do is to communicate that we existed that was the the, the number one but second like okay if i know what i need if uh, what the walls i need if i if i am actually able to get cvs then what should be the process to, to get in? And uh, since quality of the people is so important, we need to have a, we need to, have, to do to do it in a way uh, that we would make sure we wouldn't make mistakes. So it's not an easy project, process to get in, to be honest. Uh, so our interest rate is quite low. Um, for instance, for a, a developer, you need to go through a challenge that takes a few hours to do. Then you'll go through a technical interview. Then you'll go through a fit interview. So we actually um, make it a little bit on purpose. That is tough. So you, you first. And what are you looking for? Maybe that was your question also. When we hire people, I was. I was. That, what you mentioned was super interesting to tell us how, what your sourcing process and the way you do you know, these viral uh, viral videos. How many? viewer did you get on the one that was most viewed actually do you know yeah i think like the the speed dating at the time I, like after the first two weeks i think we got to two million now views. wow but it's actually it, 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 it continued to, to still sometimes i still receive from people i know in other countries oh i just saw your video and i'm like <laughs> really it's been two years that this video is out and uh, but still it's still out there somewhere, having yeah. the life of, of its own. So you get you get a good sourcing. You telling that you telling us that you don't have um, issues with receiving CV, and then the way you kind of identify the people that would be a fit for the company, for the technical guys, you go you going through uh, you know challenges, interviews, etc. But the question was in in terms of the person. Imagine that are you looking for something specific? something that is linked to uh, Mercedes-Benz IO DNA besides yep. the technical skills. Yep. No, so, maybe, so we look for three things in people, in everybody. It doesn't really matter that if you're coming out of college or if you are a, a really a senior person. So first is that you need to, to have the, to know your stuff, meaning if you are a developer, for instance, we are expecting something like if you're coming from a college or if you have five years experience. So the, whatever the time that we've been working, we sh you, your knowledge should be, should reflect that. Second thing should be your ability to learn or, or your will to learn and to grow. Because we, we are in an industry um, that, uh, that is always changing and growing and, um, and I'm sorry for this noise. I'm, I'm going to try to change location because it's on me. But uh, the, what we want is people that are willing to actually to grow with us. Like in the tech industry, in the, in the digital industry, if you are not willing to change and to adapt and to learn new stuff, we'll, we're going to have an issue. So mm -hmm. we want people that are interested in, uh, 
uh, in, in learning and uh, changing uh, the same way we need to. Third topic, and as important as the other two, is, uh, is all about uh, the fit and the, the cultural fit. And, uh, and this is really, really more critical than sometimes people realize. And what it does that be... mean? What does it mean? I'm interested about this dimension. What does it mean, the fit? Yeah. The fit is not, it's not that you could be the best developer, and we had the case like we have a really amazing developers, but they were like uh, uh, single heroes, you know? They, don't, uh, they see themselves as the best and they were not willing to learn with others, they're not willing to teach others. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're not willing to actually be part of a team, uh, so it's, you'll not, uh, you know, you'll not survive well in MBIO. So that's we, we don't, I, like we, we kind of joke saying no, no assholes allowed in the company. So it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's all joking only. And it's, yeah. that's a little bit. And also we look for people that like actually to, 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 to be entrepreneurs, to have ideas. So, and, and that's because the type of company that we've built, the type the structure that we have, we, we don't have a traditional structure, so we don't have a, a, a pyramidal structure mm -hmm. yeah, with hierarchies. What we have is something called an holacracy, so it's a flat organization. And in this type of organizations, if you're not, if you're not willing to take, you know, to take action, to, to take risk, to make things happen, honestly, you will not be happy on one side. And, and, and actually it will not really providing that much value to the company. So wow. the fit part is really, really critical for, for us as much as the technical component. Because if, if, if you are a person that uh, can learn, then it's fine, you know, because you will learn whatever you need to learn. Well, but I'm, the impressed. Fit is more... I'm impressed about your, first of all, that you have the recruiting in-house and you don't use agencies. Not because they're not doing a good work, but because you prioritize recruiting for uh, Mercedes-Benz IO and, and you do it yourself in-house. And after also um, the point about, obviously, you have to know your stuff, the ability to learn and grow because everything, I mean, the only thing that we know is that everything's going to change and everything is moving. So if you're not able actually to learn and grow and adapt, yeah, it's going to be difficult. And the last point was about uh, I would say the cultural fit in uh, in uh, in Mercedes-Benz IO. And tell me one thing on that is, uh, you know, the podcasts that we have here is uh, behind the podcasts we have a business school, Catholic Lisbon. Um, you thought you mentioned you know developers etc. But do you have people also that have business background uh, in your in your company? In the end, more and more. Like uh, so first, actually, for very funny, it's like that we have developers that study uh, multiple things, like you know, like uh, from um, psychology, cinema, uh, wow. and business. Like so, you don't really need to have a to have a degree in 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 coding if you want to to actually to to be a good a good a good, a good developer, and then. Usually, sometimes product owners, scrum masters, actually come from a more business-oriented background. Uh, of course, the business operations also have a lot of people with the business background. And now, in, we are starting to have more. This is just starting now to have more roles regarding marketing, specific um, business-related. So, we I think we're going to see um, to see this type of uh, backgrounds uh, more and more. Okay. One thing that is quite interesting, and that's uh, and for, actually for me it was a, a big learning, is that, and, and it's weird that we are telling you this, that you are from Catholic, but in, in the end, I don't really care what is the background of the person in the, in the perspective that uh, that doesn't mean that much. In the end, it, it could be that you end up having more people from with a specific background or a specific school, but any person can actually be quite good if uh, uh, coming here, no matter the background, you know. Because if you're going through a challenge, you need to prove that you can do it. And uh, and sometimes what we end up noticing is that some schools are better in preparing the students for for to be ready to work. Other schools are quite good, but uh, people that come work here need a little bit more time. I, it seems like they are going more to the theoretical part of it. So, 
it's quite interesting the impact that a school can have in a in a in a person from the when he enters the, the job market some schools are quite good in preparing uh, students for for interviews for instance and you, you noticed if uh, yeah. if that person uh, th that's a good thing actually if you if you <laughs> so in, in the end but in the end what we want is the person itself not the cv the cv yeah. is just a really really small part of, uh, of just sometimes it's just to put the foot on the door but uh, in the end after you get uh, get uh, invite an invitation to the challenge to an interview the CV that doesn't really matter to be honest. And, and with all with all these points that you mentioned, it looks like working at Mercedes-Benz IO is actually is a nice place to be. And uh, some people sometimes in other companies are talking about retention rate and the difficulty they have to retain talent. Is that something also you're facing uh, on your side or you don't have any problems with retention? Uh, I wouldn't go as deep and say that I don't don't have any problems. I think retention is a, is a hot topic in all companies. It's not a key issue for for us. We invest a lot, a lot, a lot in terms of uh, giving the best conditions and um, mm. to to everybody. And I think that that's the reflection of the culture of the of the company. Uh, so yeah. culture is the more than culture eating strategy at breakfast. Actually, culture is strategy. <laughs> And, and, uh, and what we mean is that, uh, and we give. And if you think, what does a person want in a company? What do, do you expect? So, of course, there's the financial part. I'm going to take this one out of equations. Every company has their own policy regarding that, and we also have that. Um, but that you want people. People want to have a place where they can have autonomy, and uh, to have an impact. And the, the people want to work in a place where they can grow and learn new stuff. Um, so, and that's the, the the type of organization tries to foster this autonomy and self responsibility and freedom. So that's the part of the organization that gives you that, um, and and the part of uh, growing. That's something we need that people want to do. We have something that, uh, of course, it was inspired by Google, but it's called Impact Time in MBIO, um, where we give twenty uh, percent of uh, the time of everybody to work on site projects besides their day-to-day -day product. And this wow. site project this this site project is something that everyone can decide on their own they want to spend it. It could be in the social responsibility project because we already have a few, usually in the digital area. It could be that you're going to work in a in a parallel project because you had an idea that could impact Daimler or could impact MBIO itself. Mm -hmm. So you actually are free to, to, to create a team and they have the world as you want in that team to come up with that product. Or, or, or you, you could be that, that you want to improve the way we do recruiting and doesn't matter in the front end area. So you come up, look, I think we could do better. I'm going to spend my time in creating a new challenge and then I'm going to propose it. So the, the spirit of the, of the culture of the, the, the company or the spirit of the organization is always anybody can have an, any idea. And if there's no logical reasons not to go against it, the idea will go through. Okay. And that's what we're trying to do. And in general, I think it's, I didn't know that you guys were doing that as well. Um, and in terms of uh, the numbers, every, I mean, almost all the employees are, is a, a, a adherence on that. And a lot of employees are doing this kind of uh, projects, their side projects, or only a few. Uh, so there's two things too. So everybody loves the idea at first, then yeah. no, no, it is like it's like something. So everybody wants to have that freedom. Then I think it, it what happens is it goes through, through through stages. So sometimes you are so engaged in your product already that you don't want to actually to get out of the product because you just want to do that. And that's actually not a bad thing because you know it means that you are actually very very enthusiastic and about mm -hmm. doing something. So. It, usually people and we have this metric uh, so we give 20 percent probably on average people use 15 percent of the time for for doing this stuff so could be better to be honest i think there's still some work to do and um, i think the, the challenge in our organization is um is not is um is to make sure that everybody understands that the freedom exists that you are yeah. that you can do much more than you realize 
because the, it's so different from the traditional setup that, um, that, that we need to do. And I'm really sorry, I think the noise is coming from my office, then the construction. It's, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay, you cannot yeah. hear it, okay. So I, I think that's the challenge. Uh, and, and, uh, and the challenge on getting an email is that in the first couple of months, you, you need at least a couple, two months to understand how we are organized, how to take advantage of everything, and to understand that you don't need to ask for, for permission to do stuff, mm -hmm. you know? And I think with, with all the information that you gave and you shared and a, a little bit, how is the, the recruiting, the life, uh, what kind of people you're looking for? If you had now and finishing on, on more on, 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 on the potential hiring or you know people that one would like to apply to to mercedes-benz io is what kind of um, advice would you give to a, a student trying to enter um, the, the job market but mercedes-benz io and also you know there's always a, a choice uh, at the beginning that i'm going to choose this company because they provide me with uh, more x percent of of salary than the others but the career is different, etc. So you have a lot of experience in moving from, you know, different consultancy companies uh, and, and uh, creating your own startup, working with Oracle, that is a large, uh, um, you know, um, uh, business, actually. So you've been going through different phases and different experiences. If you had to tell someone, you know, uh, what kind of advice, you know, if you had to choose between different jobs offer, what would you say, Alexander? Uh so first, and I think your question also did, was also, so the first part is like, while you are studying, I think having side, side hobbies or side business, it's always a good thing. It's like, it shows that you are entrepreneur, that you try to build something. So while you are studying, I always advise you to, to do other stuff besides just focusing on the, on the, on the study itself, because, because also it's a way for you to start learning what is out there if you want uh, from college. Then when deciding where to go to work, which company you want to work for, um, it, and maybe as long as the financial situation, is, the, the offer is, mini, is, is good enough, I think that shouldn't okay. be the, the top priority, of course, because you're you're just starting. What you in the first few years are critical for you to learn new stuff. So you should focus on the company that will give you a lot, uh, give you more space to learn whatever that will have better mentors if you want. Uh, that will allow you allow you to do stuff and to to take chances and to take risks. Um, instead of going to a company that well, we're going to work in a very focused area in just a little bit, and uh, yeah. that is very hierarchical, you know, in a, in a way that uh, uh, seniors don't listen to the junior people. So, <laughs> one one way to find out this actually you know, easy way is to have internships in the summer. So, if you while you're studying, if you're going to work for a few companies, like in doing at least two years in different two different completely different types of companies, you'll understand. What, where do you feel uh, comfortable? Where do you feel that uh, you are, have more to learn? And uh, so, an advice would always be before you finish school, go do some summer internships. More and more companies are, are doing it, and it's a really nice way to get introduced to the to the to, to the job world. Before. I think, yeah, I do. I do completely agree with you. I think this is uh, very very important. It gives you experience. It gives you, you know. A better understanding of how things work so i think it's it's important that uh, it's perhaps essential actually that you get some internship and and get to learn different companies and cultures okay so now moving a little bit the focus of our conversation we were talking about recruiting we we're talking about advice to the students during the last uh, you know questions that and, and the answers that you provided you mentioned that kind of the world is changing a little bit on, on the, the company side, okay? The way you work, the, the culture, the hierarchy is more flat, if, you know, etc., etc. So there's a number of things that are happening on, the, on the, the company side. And on the other side, you have the universities, Catolica being one, you have others in, in, in Portugal, in the world. So if you had to 
discuss a little bit about universities and in in the way you know we work what do you think uh, and what would be your your suggestions or perhaps your your ideas on how university may want to adapt to this new reality of these new companies and the new way of working um yeah that's a, that's an interesting question coming from from you to be honest I think schools are, are starting to do the way to, they, they understood that uh, they need to adapt to, to everything. I think Catholic is actually it's actually doing a, a good job. Uh, I think business schools in general are, are going a little bit, at least in Portugal, um, doing a better job than tech schools from that perspective, at least from my knowledge and my limited knowledge. So I'm sorry if I'm saying something wrong. But you need first, first, first to open to the world. So having classes in English, having people from different countries, it will help you out to to to, to have different views. And uh, that uh, because the, we live in a globalized world, and if you think that uh, when you go to work, you need to have that perspective, that uh, there's much more, and the potential is much more outside Portugal and in Portugal, to be honest. Um, okay. So schools need to start to collaborate more uh, with companies, but but sometimes what I feel is that um, they have a very close to package and they say, okay, I'm going to work with 10 companies all in the same way, and uh, there's no adaptation to what is to each company reality. Um, second part, I could say, like if you go through the the, the, the syllabus of the, the of the Of the of the degree, is it adapted to to, to the new reality? Mm-hmm. For instance, maybe it's easier for me to talk about uh, in developer. Are the, the language that are being taught in the in the university are the correct ones? Are the ones that are being used by by companies? Or even in, in this structure, do students when they come out of Catholica or whatever, do they actually know that there's other type of structures? to implement in a company so besides the traditional holacracy being the one that we use being the tribes that spotify uses doesn't really matter do our people already do students know that are they adapted to this new reality or not do they know what is sprints because sprints and the mm-hmm. scrum agile scrum are things that started actually in the in the tech world but more and more and more are being used by the business world. So my, I'm questioning if schools are already teaching that part. And, and then the other interesting part is that, um, and the, the, the challenge for universities it's, uh, that comes with the pandemic is, is the online, uh, you know, the training or formation or an alternative or not? And uh, in, in there's some schools, like at least in the IT world, in Lisbon there's the 42 already, as an alternative to, to going to the university. So it's a completely different approach. Um, it's also a three-year program. So I think universities will need to adapt to alternatives. So either because the online is an alternative, so maybe I can go through business school without leaving Portugal and the school is in a different country, or because the competition will not be from universities itself, but by different concepts. So... Wow. so- You mentioned you mentioned 42. 42 is um, 42 is um, is a upskilling, reskilling kind of um, school that allows. And correct me if I'm wrong. That allows people uh, to have uh, programming skills after to enter a job market. Correct. So 42, what they do is, and it was started in Paris with a multimillionaire. They have a lot of schools already in the, in the world. So. It's free of charge, so the, the sponsors support the school. So, and for you to get in, you need to go to 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 do go through a challenge. It doesn't really matter what if you know how to code or not. It's a logical challenge. And then you go through a, a boot camp if you want off one month, and then after that you get in. And there's no teachers, so it's all it's gamified. Teachers work with each other. The teachers, sorry, students work with each other and try, try to learn. It takes three years to go through on average. So. It's it's a completely different approach, and what I believe the world it will look like is like different people adapt adapt to different systems. So yeah. some people are quite good in being in a class, listening to a to a teacher. Other person that might might be brilliant, but don't really adapt to that model. 
So the other type of model, model much more hands-on, which much more, you know, um, adjusted to that person. What this means with this N42 as an example is that we probably, from a talent pool perspective, we could recover a lot of people that are doing not so interesting jobs just by sh making the, the teaching uh, system different or giving having different uh, systems in place that will adapt to different type of people like even if this is happening like in a, in, in schools and like uh, in, a, in high schools in a, in a kindergarten schools so the traditional model in many schools it's changing in some schools and what you could see and i can tell that because because uh, of kids that i have you know some kids adapt better to one type of uh, system mm -hmm. the traditional system and others would adapt better to, to others. That uh, that implies that they need to, to work a lot with their colleagues in groups, you know. So I think le teaching, learning, uh, will need to, to will need to, to adapt to, to this because the the current thinking, it's one size fits all, is leaving a lot of people outside the system. Super interesting. That's a, when you mentioned 42, I, 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 there is also uh, perhaps not exactly the same, but uh, uh, organization like Low Wagon, like Iron Hack, you know, this kind of organization as well, that, that perhaps are not doing exactly the same thing, but they're also allowing people um, to go and, 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 and reskill, um, you know, in a, in a different way. But tell me one thing, the, the, the thing about the, the universities and the schools in the past were that if you had this, uh, you know, this stamp on your CV about a specific university, etc., it would be easier for you to get in. What you're talking now about these different streams of education is that you as a potential recruiter, you are open not only to recruit from the classical, normal, you know, schools that have been there for years, but you also open to uh, recruit from this new kind of uh, education systems or models. Is that correct? Yes, much, much more open because the experience that we have is that uh, we, we find very interesting talents from different models. It doesn't, that's uh, an the most uh, maybe uh, exotic example is I have uh, one of my developers, one of our developers is a uh, the guy that took psychology, he working as a psychologist in prisons, and then he decided to change his life. He self, he learned, he knew how to code a little bit, and he, he actually transformed his life. And now he's a developer, and he doesn't have any, any formal education of, um, of for coding. You know, he's a uh, self-learning, and he's quite really, really good. But uh, uh, so there's all these alternative programs. To, to be very honest, we didn't never consider sponsoring the ones that take in two months. You have a developer, all this might work. Not sure if it will work for everybody, but when you have this new concept that it takes three years, it, I, I, I buy it. You know, that's why okay. we are sponsoring the 42 because okay, and uh, three years preparing somebody very practical. I'm really, really, you know, um, curious in three years to see what will come out. You know. Because okay. I'm, I'm, I would like, I want to compare if uh, that type of education will bring uh, different views, more diversity, if you want, to to, to the to the company. Okay. So maybe going back to your original question, maybe universities need to 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 get, to offer two types of uh, approach, you know, to yeah. to students. Maybe you have the classical approach, some persons will like, and you have a more hands-on approach, other students will like more. I think this is something that, I mean, uh, talking about, uh, perhaps I, I don't have all the grasp of what's happening at the school, but this is something that people are looking at very seriously because, you know, it's linked to what happened in the last month of the, the COVID-19 stuff, etc. And how people are learning, etc. So I think now it's the point of, you know, really looking at that and, and seeing, uh, identifying alternatives, actually, for, uh, for people to learn. So... I think this is a, a hot topic in uh, in education. Okay, <laughs> and, I think and I think it's going to be also a hot topic for survival. So in the next five ten years, this uh, these new models will, will perhaps condition the survival of some of some schools. So it's uh, I think it's it's interesting. So 
Now moving a little bit to, so we discussed the, the students, we discussed how you recruit, we discussed about education. Let's now go back to um, what we're facing on a day-to-day, -day, which is the, the pandemic and the, the restrictions that we have, etc. Um, in, in, in this growth that you mentioned and this recruiting um, um, needs that you have, Did uh, and, and the next questions will be a little bit. Uh, I will suggest that we go on the pandemic now. Pandemic and now it's affecting a little bit the business. Is was hiring more difficult for you with the pandemic, or you didn't see any impact on, on that? So I, we did actually, maybe from a perspective that we didn't thought it would go happen, but it yes, some logic. We and we talked with also with other other companies, and uh, it seemed like this was a real trend in the market we start receiving less uh, less CVs. And the reason, at least the reason we can explain for me and the other companies is people, we, we live in a very liquid market, so people change jobs quite easily. And with the pandemic, some people start thinking about not, about risk, became more risk averse and about not changing mm -hmm. jobs. So people, although they might be not as happy, It seemed, it seemed like they were, um, at least they were safe, you know, because they were working for a, whatever company for a few years. They were not going to be fired. And then when the pandemic made something visible that some companies had to fire people. So people were less willing to take the chance to, to, to change yeah. job during the pandemic. So we, that's what if we, we felt. And now what we are discussing internally is how can we transmit a message that actually not only we are not going to fire people we actually are growing and uh, <laughs> so and so that, that's a different type of message that was not needed in uh, before march you see okay and and i think i think what you've seen uh, it's always easy a posteriori to 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 discuss and yes. argue but i think it makes a little bit of sense because of all the circumstances that we have with covid and the and the limitation people want to control a little bit more and, and avoid exposure to risk. So I think it uh, it makes uh, perhaps a little bit of sense. To, total sense, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's total yeah, yeah. Lo only logic, I, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and the second part of the pandemic, besides the, the recruiting, is, you know, we all, almost all working from, uh, from home from time to time because of the restrictions and implied by the, the DGS, etc. So we changed from a world world where we had our kind of a desk, some kind of space for us, eventually the pictures of our family and friends and, and dogs, etc. And now we we're working from from home. Um, working from home and and do you think that um, it's it's going to be something that is to stay? And and what I, I heard, and especially from from other companies and. And, and, and other students that some of them, some of these people will actually pretty happy at home and may want to continue working from home. So how do you guys um, at Mercedes-Benz IO, are you uh, looking at that? Do you think this is a fad, it's going to stop, people will want to come back? Or are you providing support for the people working at home, etc.? And it means a lot of things as well. Sometimes, you know, people working at the office, they like the office because they meet people, they discuss. Working at home, you may be a lonely, you may have, you know, so how do you see and, uh, and act upon this new reality? Yep. So I think that's a, that's a huge question and that's the, the biggest question ever. So before the pandemic, we, we had a, a policy where you could work on average one day a week at home. Mm -hmm. uh, we were actually were thinking about increasing and then the pandemic and then everybody went home immediately. And, and from a productivity perspective, if you want, it worked amazingly. So there was no real impact on, the, on, the, on that topic. Mm -hmm. And on the short term, it doesn't really have an impact in the culture of the company uh, because uh, it's, uh, everybody you know, understands what's going on. But going for the future, Uh, you need to think what is the real impact of uh, having a company, a remote company. So, and it's not yet uh, totally decided. Of course, we'll have a very flexible policy, that's no doubt. So, 
the, the pandemic has that effect, almost this will be will be something that will exist now. But we need to give the freedom of the people to go to the office because that's where the things, a lot of things happen. A lot of the culture of the values need to you need to be face to face. At least that's that's in my belief. So the the challenge is how do you mix the uh, a situation where there's a lot of people. Some people go all the day, every day to the office. Some go just one or two days, and others would go just one month or so. So. I, I, we don't have a, a final answer now. I, I never saw a company that solved this issue right now. Uh, uh, to be honest, we are trying new, crazy new stuff. Now we have almost, we've built like a TV set in the company so we can do, wow. because, because everybody's tired of this, you know, communication in, in Zoom, you know, that's, I, I, at least <laughs> I'm really tired. So we need to find ways to communicate, to talk with each other uh, because something is quite obvious. It's missing. It's, Everybody being remote is much heavier in your in your in your in your day to day because if I want to talk with somebody, I need to book a call. It's not just a matter of standing up, going for a coffee, having a one minute chit chat. I need to book a call, you know. And, and this is especially it will be especially hard for students that go to the market because the way you learn and do your you grow is because by being close to more experienced people. Yeah. And if you are at home, it will be much, much harder, you know. So my advice, if you're going to, to, to start working, don't stay at home. Avoid mm -hmm. to stay at home because it will harm you in the long term. You will not get into it. And then when if you are a new joiner and if you want to really go into the culture to take advantage, to know everything, staying at home, it's an issue for you. It will be an issue for you. Yeah. It will be much harder. So there's not yet a final solution. Uh, remote uh, home office to, to stay but now we need to find a way to make the office pleasant so you want to go there uh, the, the way we see it is the office is no longer the place where you go to work every day the office will become a place where you have workshops where you meet with other people yeah. so maybe having a, a desk for everybody is not as critical but having spaces for people to to meet up uh, to organize events, to, to do workshops, it's much more critical to have the right assets in place to, to allow for this type of activity. So that will stay. It's not a fair. People will use more and more because of the flexibility of course. This is interesting what you're saying because I, I read an article in The Economist like a few months ago on lawyers that were starting to work and they had to start working as almost being remote. and. They mentioned it was very, very difficult because there are a few points that they highlighted in this article was that uh, networking is super important, not only to gain more knowledge, as you mentioned, but also to get promoted and to get, you know, more visibility in the company. So this is one of the points that when you do only online, uh, you may be missing. And, and I understand your, your suggestion on, 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 on moving when possible to the office to get with the other people etc to learn and, and other things so because yeah. you know you know ideas new ideas new approaches come it's not that we comes because we talk with each other so it's critical we as humans we need to talk with each other and that's how you know somebody said that and i remember oh why don't don't i do it this or why don't i do it that way and remotely it's much much harder to have this um, informal communication and uh, to come up with new things and to grow you know i think the the, the long term always being remote it will slow down your growth yeah so yes. some people some people have been discussing that as you mentioned the the office may turn into more a gathering uh, place where you have the workshop, you, you discuss eventually when you have coffee or new, with the others, etc. So meeting rooms around and fewer actually uh, desks or pers personal desk is something that is almost gone now. We all have, you know, a shared desk, etc. But more and more, I think the space is going to be taken by places where you can uh, do sprints with your team in a room, do things like that. and. Uh, and I think maybe perhaps I'm, I'm eager to see how uh, companies like you, yours and others will solve that. But I believe that uh, gain, being together with teams at the office 
would be the, 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 the value of the office. And then after you can break out and work in your own place, but being together, I think will be the office, yeah. And, and, and just for like, so we, we are going to, to move to a new office next year in, uh, in, in App Creative Dubiato. Mm. And the way we had the, the office set up, it, it was actually, it was before the pandemic, but uh, we actually had as many desks as, as many extra seats, you know. We have the same number of desks as extra seats, meaning you could be working at your desk or you could be working in a, in a sofa, you could be working in a stand-up. Mm. The place or you could be working in meeting rooms and so we were already prepared a little bit for this and then the pandemic this maybe we still should even reduce more the desks and they have more this space mm -hmm. and they don't, they don't need to be meeting rooms you know they could actually be open spaces where you have a, a round table or a mix of uh, sofas or but but you, but you we need to give you space for you to to, to write on the wall or to have, to have a video screen or you know but to make it easy like in the future office you will have a, a garden a really cool garden so why don't you go meet up here at the garden and talk there or we're going to have a huge staircase that you could actually go to the staircase and do, do some workshop and to do the sprint chain and to do whatever so you know, i think from that perspective we were lucky and it's a really not good thing to say that we are lucky in the pandemic but that the office is not yet finished so there's still some adaptions we can do easily do for the what's coming next after after the pandemic is controlled and it over wow uh, i think we we almost closing now for with all these comments that and and, and this um you know these points that you touched on on the recruiting, on on what you guys are doing during the pandemics, the remote work, etc. I mean, I think really it was a pleasure for me to talk to you again and and discuss these points. I'm really looking forward to see how you uh, will be uh, actually not implementing but doing all this stuff about remote work. You know, um, the the different way of recruiting, the interaction with. 42 other universities, you know, it really looks like you're in the forefront of, of what's happening. So I think it was, was a pleasure to discuss with you now, uh, Alishan, and also with you through Mercedes-Benz IO. And it was a pleasure. I don't know if you have other points that you would like perhaps to highlight or to close on your side. I'm going to leave the closure on, on your side. So. Ooh, okay, now so thank you again for the, for the invitation. Uh, it's always it's always interesting to discuss these topics. Um, and um, no, I think I, I think we covered pretty much uh, everything. Um, so, with uh, thinking about this podcast more oriented to, to students, I, I think the goal is actually to make them think what do they want to do and how what they want to achieve and uh, try it out. So, I think uh, again is. As in everything in life, you need to try, fail, and try again, and uh, that's why internships are useful. Try to to create companies are useful because every time you try something new, you will learn. So um, that's a little bit uh, what uh, my final advice. And again, thank you so much for this invitation, Pierre. Okay, thank you very much. Take care. Thank you. You too. Ciao. Cheers. Bye bye. bye, -bye. Talk about podcasts.